Brothers and sisters, such confidence we have through Christ toward God. Not that of ourselves we are qualified to take credit for anything as coming from us. Rather, our qualification comes from God, who has indeed qualified us as ministers of a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter brings death, but the spirit gives life. Now, if the ministry of death, carved in letters on stone, was so glorious that the children of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of its glory that was going to fade, how much more will the ministry of the Spirit be glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation was glorious, the ministry of righteousness will abound much more in glory. Indeed, what was endowed with glory has come to have no glory in this respect because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was going to fade was glorious, how much more will what endures be glorious? We're reading today from Second Corinthians, um, and my interest here is not so much in doing any kind of um, strictly theological uh, explication um, talking about this distinction between the new and the old covenant, um, but rather a sort of the approach I'd like to take in general, uh, not just today, is a, is a more personal, maybe a, a, you could say literary uh, approach to these texts. Um, so the first thing I, I want to look at and recognize is this idea um, not that of ourselves we are qualified to take credit for anything as coming from us. Rather, our qualification comes from God. So, recognizing um, that in Christ, or before Christ, we should not understand ourselves as having merit. We should not take this attitude of being meritorious. We recognize that our qualification comes from God, and I think I would also point out in recognizing that our duty as Christians is an absolute duty, once we acknowledge that, what merit can there be? We never have that moment, right, where we step back and, and, and say, my work here is, is finished. Um, we we recognize that we always are in that space of giving ourselves to God, of loving our neighbor, of, of being absolutely committed to, to obedience and to joy. Um, so it's important that we're not, we're not imagining that our, our merit comes from ourselves. Um, we also have this idea here of the letter versus spirit. The letter brings death, but the spirit gives life. So we understand that um, as Christians, being Christian is, is something that is animated by the spirit, right? It's, it's in the process of living and being. It's it's all-encompassing, right? It uh, is is the force behind everything that we do, or it should be, 
right? It's not a dead thing, so to speak. It's not merely words. It's not merely a profession of faith, but it's actually something that we that we live and breathe in every moment. So I'm thinking of first John here. Children let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Right? Um, and then we have this idea of fading or fadingness or perishability. Um, this idea, I love this, for if what was going to fade was glorious, how much more will what endures be glorious? Now this is appearing in a specific theological context, but I want to kind of detach these words from that for a moment and, and think about this idea, how much more will what endures be glorious? So last time we spoke about joy and we spoke about this idea of perishability and we talked about you know how to be how to be joy amid sorrow right and i think so much of sorrow is rooted in this fadingness right so if we say we can identify all these aspects of life, aspects of the world and being in the world that we can call glorious, right? Um, it may be, you know, the turning of the seasons. It could be so many different things. We can recognize these as glorious and our sorrow is in that perishability, in that, in that constant sort of fading or winnowing. Um, and so then the question arises of what endures. And this brings us back to our responsibility as Christians, right? We are, we are both finite and infinite, right? We live in this finite world and we have to negotiate how we exist in this finite world. And, and it's immensely challenging because when we take these eternal or absolute concepts right like like love of neighbor for instance the application of that in the the finite material world that we're in is fraught with difficulty and that's something that we're always having to negotiate right um and yet in the, the process in the experience of being in this world, we want to hold fast to what endures, to what will endure. And so we want to hold to these, to, to the infinite, even as we sort of negotiate the, the terrain of the finite in our everyday lives. Um, because we've been thinking about joy you know, we've talked about this image of the, the lily blossoming even in, in difficult circumstances. And we think of that lily, even if its physical existence is this finite thing, it's embodying this sort of, um, the, it's embodying the infinite in its obedience to God's will, in its being an expression of Christian joy. And so, 
you think about those hostile conditions, right? Think about like, like a lily blossoming on a battlefield. And think about embodying that, embodying that joy and that light. And I think what we can take from this is that we as Christians should dare to be incongruous, right? I think we know that Christian knowledge is a very different thing from worldly knowledge. And when we take this orientation to towards the infinite, like I've said, bringing that down into the finite is, is challenging because that, that Christian understanding of things um, very often runs in contradiction to what we value in the world. Um, to what we might call earthly sagacity, this kind of um, shrewdness or, or cleverness or even just um, an attitude of self-preservation in the finite sense, right? Um, and so I think living Christianly in the world, in this world, there is a certain incongruity that is... Um, inherent in that and I think that's something that it's important that we embrace we embrace being that light amid darkness the joy amid sorrow um, and so that's I, I think in that process of, of accepting that role and accepting that responsibility this is the way that we bring light to the world